On today's show, we have two games to recap because I forgot that today was going to be a day game. So here we are doing a post-game reaction to two shows. Plus, we have roster moves and injury updates all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gonsoulias. I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. Thank you for joining me. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Plus, if you click the like button, that'll really help. Also, click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So we have a couple of games to talk about. The Yankees swept the A's, which they're supposed to sweep the A's. No offense. Again, I keep saying it. The A's are bad. The Yankees should be sweeping teams like that. <laughs> but before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Download the Sports Card Investor app today and easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to sportsinvestor.com slash locked on. So the Yankees, let's discuss the Yankees sweeping the A's doing what they're supposed to do to a lowly team like the A's. I mean, they're really bad. I mentioned all the numbers on yesterday's show, but I need to repeat the fact that the A's are so bad. They're 25 and 51. They're eight and 28 at home. They're better on the road. They're 17 and 24, 17 and 25 on the road and eight and 18 at home. I'm just blown away by how bad they are at home. That's crazy to me. Now, obviously, they weren't at home against the Yankees, but they still got swept out of New York. Now, it wasn't a case of the Yankees beating up on the A's. You know, they had that nice comeback the other night when Jordan Montgomery gave up five runs. But then last night, they only won 2-1. Yankees didn't really do much. The A's actually had more hits. The Yankees were pretty silent besides those two runs that they got in the bottom of the first and the bottom of the second, thankfully. Now, um, I know I did mention that Marwin Gonzalez had good numbers against Montas, and he did hit a home run off him. So, um, you know, I wasn't saying anything wrong, and I was also saying that Montas was a good pitcher, and that, you know, the win-loss record doesn't really reflect how well he's doing because his peripheral numbers and the other numbers, you know, his ERA was good. It's still good. He only gave up those two runs to the Yankees. And I just find it hilarious that the A's scored their run thanks to a catcher's interference by Jose Trevino. What? Did Jacoby Ellsbury's spirit not leave Yankee Stadium? Apparently, it's still there. 
because the A's had the two catcher interferences the other night, and then this happened to the Yankees. Thankfully, only one run scored. They won 2-1, but it got a little hairy there. I have to say, I got a, a little, a little frightened just because I was like, no, don't do this. Don't, don't have this happen. Not against this team. You can't do this. So those five hits came off the bat of Donaldson, Trevino, Kiner Falefa, and two from Marwin Gonzalez. Everyone else was quiet. Judge had three strikeouts. He was 0 for 4. He left two on base. Joey Gallo had two strikeouts. Rizzo had two strikeouts. And Joey Gallo is down to 167 for the season. I want to try and be positive, but I can't. <laughs> it's hard to be positive. I really thought that Joey Gallo coming to New York and not having the pressure of being the guy. He's not the guy. They're not expecting him to do what Texas would expect him to do and lead the team. He's one of a bunch of really good players and he's just I think it's going to be one of these situations where as soon as he leaves the Yankees, he's going to go back to the way he was. Still striking out a lot, but also hitting home runs and walking more. It's just a shame because I really wanted him to do well here. And it's just not happening. We've seen enough of a sample size to realize that he's probably not going to turn this around. I don't know what kind of deals the Yankees can do. But I know people were saying that Montas was probably... It was almost like he was auditioning for the Yankees. And I know Yankee fans have a lot of ideas about guys that they want in pinstripes because as well as the Yankees are doing, I feel like Cashman will probably want to make another move or two, and they can at the deadline, which is not far away. It's June 29th. We're getting close to that point of the season, which is really odd to think about because, honestly, this season is flying by. And it's pleasant because the Yankees are doing so well. So this stretch that I had been talking about ad nauseum <laughs> leading up to it and during it, they're 12-4 and four in this horrific stretch that I kept talking about. <laughs> The Rays, the Jays, the Rays, the Astros, the A's, the Astros tomorrow. And the Astros played the Mets today. They beat them. Justin Verlander pitched today. That's good for the Yankees. Maybe. They're facing Garcia tomorrow. Severino's going for the Yankees. I'll preview that on tomorrow's show. I'll have a little more in-depth preview of that one game. And this is the beginning of a 10-game road trip for the Yankees, but they do have July 4th off. There's your off day that they finally are getting. <laughs> but again, 12-4 and four during this scary stretch. I, if you told me on June 13th that by June 29th they'd be 12-4 and four during this stretch, yes. I would have taken it. I know you guys too. It, this is this is a good thing. They're doing really well. Now, it's interesting that 
They'll be playing the Red Sox finally after 4th of July in Fenway. That'll be interesting to see because they haven't played them since opening weekend, which is who made up the schedule? I know I ask this every time, but who is to blame for this weird schedule that the Yankees have? They're already... Are they more than halfway done? Yeah, they're more than halfway done playing the Jays. And they've barely played the Red Sox. I don't understand. It's very strange. I'm going to talk about the Red Sox in a second because I just thought about something about stuff that's happening with the Red Sox. Plus, we will recap today's game and then I'll talk to you about the roster moves that have been made and injury updates because we have some of those. How exciting. Is it exciting? It might be exciting, but maybe not. <laughs> But first, welcome to the world of sports cards. Reimagine the sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport, with hundreds more added each week, plus Marvel cards. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. You can also find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. With the free Sports Investor app, you can pull out all those old cards from your favorite childhood players and see how they're doing. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Don Mattingly, his 1984 Don Russ base card was worth over $3,700. Wow, do I wish I had that. <laughs> so download the Sports Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play App Store or the Apple App Store. Or... Go to sportsinvestor.com slash locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. And thank you for sticking around for this post-game show. As I said that at the top, I forgot that they were having a day game today. I should have realized it because it was a getaway day and that they were going to Houston. And then when I saw, oh, yeah, 105, they're playing at 105. So here we are recapping two games in one show. We'll just think of it. Like they had a doubleheader or something. So before I talk about today's game, I need to discuss J.P. Sears. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The Yankees can plug anyone in for a spot start. And they'll do what Sears did last night. Five and two-third innings, only three hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. He does not have an ERA. It's 0.00. .00. He's 3-0 in the majors. <laughs> I love it. I love stuff like that. And then, of course, they sent him back down to AAA, but he has options. I believe Lindsay Adler said that there's five, and he's only used two, because I think they said before May doesn't count, because it would have been three. Three? If you're watching on YouTube, I do know how to use my fingers, and I do know how to count. So, yeah, J.P. Sears, what a performance, huh? They brought him up because they needed a sixth starter. Sixth starter, I can speak. And, yeah, just amazing. Good for him. I love stuff like that. That's, that's just amazing. Ron Marinaccio, a strikeout. Wandy Peralta, a strikeout and a walk. They combined for one inning. Michael King, one and one-third, a walk. Two strikeouts. The strikeout to end the inning 
that pitch. Holy cow. That was amazing. Unbelievable. And then Clay Holmes, he was slightly victimized by the catcher's interference, but not really because it wasn't an earned run. So his ERA is still 0.50. And then we have to discuss, before I get into today's game, we need to discuss this because, yeah, Aaron Judge. Can MLB umpires figure out how to call the low strike on this man? I can't take it anymore. It's 2022. The man has been in the league since 2017 full-time. He came up in late 2016. Can you figure out how to call a low strike on him? And let me give you a hint. It's not at his ankle. It's not at his shin. I don't get it. I don't understand how Aaron Boone doesn't go bonkers more often when this happens because it's ridiculous. And hold on. Yes showed a graphic last night. I, of course, I took a screenshot of it because um, we have to. Okay. Aaron Judge. This season called strikes outside the zone. 53. Just this season. And guess what? It's the most in the majors. Since 2017, 433 missed calls. Most in Major League Baseball during that span. This is courtesy of StatCast and the S Network. I don't understand. It's five years of this. Figure it out. And again, I love testy Aaron Boone. He's great. It was his 19th ejection as Yankees manager. That's a lot. But sometimes he needs to. People need to stick up for Judge. I wish Judge would stick up for himself. I know the players get in trouble and probably get ejected when they argue balls and strikes as well. But these guys need to learn. It's, it's, it's appalling at this point. It's just ridiculous. Learn how to call a strike zone. Give me a break, guys. You're killing me, Stu Shewerwater. My goodness. So let's go to today's game. Jamison Tyone. Ugh. I am not saying anything good about him again. He did get the win, but that's because his offense... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Backed him up? Supported him. <laughs> they supported him. That's what it is. It's the same thing. He gave up three runs right away. And it's so funny. A friend of mine texted me and was like freaking out. And I was like, it's the first inning. It's the A's. They'll come back. Don't worry. It's fine. And as long as he keeps it at three, it's fine. And that's what happened. So was it a terrible outing? No. Could it be better? Yes. Did he improve as the game went on? He did. Five innings, three runs on seven hits, two walks, six strikeouts. His ERA is at a 3.32. He had 101 pitches in those five innings. 66 of them were strikes. So, you know, if it wasn't for the first inning, which you could say that about a lot of people's outings, but if it wasn't for the first inning, it would have been a good outing. So he's not completely falling off a cliff, although he did make a throwing error, but, you know, things happen... Then Lecky came in, pitched two innings, got two strikeouts. Miguel Castro came in, pitched an inning, got himself into some trouble. And then he was able to get himself out of trouble. 
And then Clay Holmes came in, pitched an inning, which I get it because, you know, it was a two-run lead. It's for the save. But I feel like they're pitching him too much. And I don't like that. But his ERA is down to a 0.49. But the most important stat from today's game, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton hit home runs in the same game. The Yankees are 25-1 and when they do that. So it's pretty much guaranteed that if those two guys hit home runs in the same game, the Yankees usually win. So. And... Stanton has hit home runs in six of the last seven games, and his last six hits are those home runs. So he's going on a bit of a tear right now. Hopefully it'll continue, because we like when Stanton hits like that. Now, as for the rest of the lineup, LeMahieu was two for three, although he was caught napping at first base. What the hell was that? What was that play? That was so embarrassing. I mean, thankfully, it didn't cost the Yankees anything, and it wasn't like, you know, like they weren't losing, and he was on first, and he got picked off because he was, I don't know what he was doing there, but, yeah, that was bad. That was very bad and very weird. Judge was one for three with the home run. Stanton was one for three with the home run. Uh, let's see. LeMahieu had a walk. Judge had a walk. They were the only two walks all um, game. <laughs> There's the word I'm looking for. Donaldson had a hit and Hicks had a hit. Everyone else was quiet. And as for the rest of the stats, the Yankees were only one for five with runners in scoring position. They left only one on base. Not bad. Now, Oakland was three for 13 with runners in scoring position and they left nine on base. So. The poor A's. So there are 25 and 52. Ooh, that's a... That's a palindrome. That's cool. Yankees, 56 and 20. 36 games over 500. That is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I still don't, I don't know how to react to this. I really don't. I'm happy they're doing well. I say this all the time. I'm very happy they're doing well. I just am, I'm still not comfortable with this. I'm not one of those obnoxious Yankee fans Who's going to be like, yeah, we're going to kick everyone's butt. No, I'm not like that. I'm always worried. I'm always worried that something's going to happen. I can't help it. If it makes me weird, I'm weird. But I... Mm. So in a moment, we're going to talk about roster moves, injury updates, and I have some feelings about something having to do with the Red Sox. I know. What? We'll explain segment three. I swear, it, it does have something to do with baseball. <laughs> but first, when you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. 
Not perfect? No problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Each order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Yankees listeners. You get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Just use code locked on. That's code locked on. So shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, but choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliable low for every customer no matter who you are and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com before we get into the injury updates and roster moves i need to discuss something that happened between boston and toronto not really between them just the fact that boston went up to toronto in the midst of a seven game winning streak and now have lost two in a row but there was a big reason why they lost last night because their closer will not get a vaccine so he can't go into canada and this isn't the first time that he screwed his team by not getting the vaccine and being able to go into Canada. The Red Sox are two and seven against the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was talking about the Red Sox. Look out for the Red Sox. They're coming back. They're having a hot June. Yeah, they're having a hot June, but so are the Yankees. The Red Sox are still, what, 12 games back? Let me double check that number because things have changed. But like, what are you talking about? And it, it wasn't like they had a very hard schedule in June. I mean, if everyone can bitch and moan about the Yankees schedule being too easy, they can talk about how the Red Sox schedule in June was easy. No wonder why they won so many games. Yeah, the Blue Jays leapfrog or yeah leapfrogged is that the phrase <laughs> it's only half a game the blue jays are 42 and 32 the red sox are 42 and 33 so it's very close but the blue jays are 13 games behind the yankees right now which means the red sox are 13 and a half so all that winning the red sox did did absolutely nothing with regards to the yankees with regards to the standings sure because they're ahead of the rays and the orioles now but other than that, it didn't really do much. And guess who's coming back for the Red Sox? Chris Sale. Guess who isn't vaccinated and won't be able to go to Canada if they need him to? Like, what if the Red Sox have to play the Jays in the playoffs and they have to go to Canada? 
I don't know. I think I'd be pissed if my teammate wouldn't do that. I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But yeah, the Blue Jays walked off on the Red Sox because they didn't have their closer. The first game, they beat, they beat them 7-3, so there was no need for him. But, you know, there are certain columnists in Boston who were not thrilled with that. So I just found that amusing. I'm just saying, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous at this point. But what are you going to do? So the Yankees signed Ryan Weber to a major league contract and selected him to the 26-man roster from AAA Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. He returns to the big leagues after he was designated for assignment following his June 15th release June 15th relief appearance against the Rays, which was his Yankees debut. He did pretty well in that game. Weber has a 2.55 ERA across nine games, five starts at Triple A. Aaron Boone said about Weber, he's a guy that can give us some length and protect us in that way. Last time he came up, he was right in there and pitched really well for us in a game that we won. He's having a good year down there in Triple A, so he's a guy that walks in here very comfortable in that situation. So I'm happy about that because I got a little worried when they designated him for assignment and I was hoping that they wouldn't lose him to someone else because he reminds me of... J.P. Sears being plugged in wherever they need him and helping the Yankees out. So I like that move, and I'm glad that he's back. Uh, Aroldis Chapman should be back for Friday. They were thinking maybe activating him tomorrow in Houston. No, hi. No, 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 no. Yankee fans are like, no, not Houston. We don't want flashbacks from 2019. It's bad enough. <laughs> no. So you'll probably see him Friday in Cleveland, which, you know, that makes sense. He last pitched in the majors on May 22nd. Now, Jonathan Luizica threw a bullpen session on the 25th at the stadium. And Boone said that he looked great for his first time back on a mound. And he said, we had to slow him down for the first time back on a mound, like, all right, let's go a little easier here. So he's actually scheduled to face hitters this weekend in Tampa. He also last pitched on May 22nd and was placed on the injury list on May 25th. Now, Domingo Herman made another minor league start on Tuesday with AA Somerset. Three and one-third scoreless innings with two hits allowed against Redding. He struck out three, didn't walk anyone. He threw 43 pitches, 29 of them for strikes. And they're saying that his curveball was looking good in the outing. So, you know, they have reinforcements coming. And it's kind of hard to believe that the Yankees are doing as well as they're doing without some of these key guys. Zach Britton, I cannot believe this guy is on his way back. Now, it's not going to be right away. Boone is thinking September, which, hey, down the stretch, Hell yes, having Zach Britton back, all for it. So Britton threw from a bullpen mound at the player development complex back on June 21st, and Boone said that it was really encouraging. Now, he's not close to any minor league rehab start. But again, September, yes, I will take that in a heartbeat. And let's see. Oh, Ben Rortvet. Remember him? He was part of the Geo Gary Donaldson IKF trade? Yeah. He might come back in July. 
Might. Might. But July is two days away. Of course, it could be late July, but still. Um, depending on how he does, no offense to Kyle Higashioka, but um, Jose Trevino should be the starting catcher. <sighs> I feel bad for Kyle Higashioka, but he's just not cutting it for me. Does anyone else feel the same way about Kyle Higashioka? I don't know. Maybe Rortvet can be back up, but we'll see. Who knows if he's even going to be healthy enough to return, but it looks like July. Maybe. So again, tomorrow's show will be a preview of the one game in Houston. And since it's Thursday, maybe we'll look back at a game from the past. And maybe it won't be a June 30th game. I'm trying to think if there were any specific June 30th games that I could talk about. I don't think there were. Nothing is coming to mind immediately, but we'll see. I'll look that up tonight. And I know if you've never watched this show, you're thinking... Wait, how is Stacy doing this? I remember dates. It's a useless talent I have. I don't understand. I don't remember why I walked into a room, but I remember that the Yankees played the Braves on June 24th, 2009, and that Mo got in at bat, and that he hit a ball in the air, and CeCe went nuts because he thought something was going to happen, and then it was caught for an out, but he actually got to bat. Why do I know this? I don't know. I, I don't know. So... Maybe tomorrow will be a throwback Thursday. That could be fun. And any other news that we need to know about the Yankees, I will tell you. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB Prospects. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday and I'll talk to you all tomorrow.